Hello, and welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. I'm Greg Kuhn, the Law of Attraction Science Guy and your manifesting coach. I'm really excited to be with you today because this is the sixth episode of a Manifest the Big Stuff series called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. In this series, I'm on a mission to unveil the transformative power of my belief raising process and how it recently reshaped my reality as it always does every time I use it. It does so by aligning my inherited beliefs with my desired version of reality. And I always witness profound shifts in my life. Our beliefs, after all, are the architects of our reality, shaping its form, its function, its meaning, and its value. And as my beliefs evolve, so does my reality, creating ripples of change. In the first episode in this series, I delved into my initial writing session, exploring my genuine feelings about the statement, I am God. I started from a place of worry and nervousness, a raw and authentic emotional response to that statement. Subsequent episodes have taken you on a journey with me as I have navigated through various emotional perspectives on my emotional reference chart, which is a chart of ascending emotions inspired by Abraham Hicks' emotional guidance chart. I've shared my experiences of frustration, unease, indifference, uh, melancholy, all in response to that same statement, I am God, and all designed to inch me slightly more into alignment with my desired beliefs about that statement. Think of my belief raising process as reverse engineering reality by using believable new emotional perspectives that are slightly more aligned with my desires to nudge my beliefs slightly more into alignment with my desired outcomes with each writing session. And the goal of this series is to offer you a front row seat to these subtle yet profound shifts in perspective about the statement, I am God, which occurs with each step up the emotional reference chart. I want you to witness the authenticity of my emotional evolution. Each change layered, scaffolded upon what came before it and genuine. What sets my belief raising process apart is its Simplicity. It's not about learning something entirely new. It's about recognizing that you already possess the skills. You felt those higher level emotions on the chart before, perhaps in different parts of your life. The key now is to live there consistently. As I said, you're reverse engineering your reality using believable and slightly improved feelings to coach your subconscious, to coach your beliefs into alignment with your desires. It's a gradual process, one step at a time. 
every lesson learned, every new perspective adopted might not seem groundbreaking to others because they probably already see you as someone much more capable than you see yourself in this part of your life. They see you as someone who already knows these things about yourself and your life. But here in this space, in this part of your life, these realizations are profound. We're not just intellectualizing these new emotional perspectives, these new feelings. We're living them. We are authentically inhabiting these new emotions, allowing our reality to align more closely with our desires. Imagine it like putting together a puzzle. Each piece fits perfectly, creating a picture of your desired reality, one piece at a time. My belief raising process is your toolkit and gives you the power to manifest a life in harmony with your deepest desires. So let's dive in. Of course, one emotional perspective at a time and watch my reality transform before your eyes. Last month, in my fifth episode of this series, I was on the emotional perspective of pensiveness and melancholy about the statement, I am God. Here's what I found in my writing from that emotional perspective. In my last writing, I explored the complexity of the statement, I am God, contemplating its meaning and implications from that emotional perspective of pensiveness and melancholy. I acknowledged the duality within me, feelings of love, fulfillment, and empowerment, juxtaposed with moments of judgment, fear, and unhappiness. My perspective shifted towards sadness, a genuine emotion arising from the unattainable promise within that statement of being God. This uh, melancholic introspection stemmed from the belief that more profound transformations may be possible through this belief-raising process, even if the path forward is currently unclear. I also grappled with the challenge of aligning my reality with my concept of God, God being an embodiment of unconditional love. I questioned my past behaviors and motivations, wondering if I've relied on pathways that don't lead me to this divine essence. I considered the importance of self-acceptance and love as the true markers of my spiritual journey. Instead of leaning on fear-based habits or familiar patterns in this part of my life, I contemplated embracing love and acceptance, recognizing them as pathways toward my understanding of God. And I pondered the significance of mindful choices and experiences that align with my true self, seeing them as steps toward spiritual fulfillment. Now, in regards to this new emotional perspective, right? I am God through the emotional perspective of introspection and contemplation. Well, to begin, let's 
look at the definitions. The definition of introspection is uh, the examination or observation of one's own mental and emotional processes. And the definition of contemplation is the action of looking thoughtfully at something for a long time. So now my writing prompt, right? I've looked up the definition of the new emotional perspective, both of those words, and my writing prompt, which is next, leads me into the realm of free form writing. And that's important. Free form writing is a powerful technique that allows your subconscious to express itself freely. And I ask myself these three questions. What must I believe about myself and my life to feel this way about the statement, I am God? And of course, I'm saying, what must I believe about myself and my life to feel introspective and contemplative about the statement, I am God? All right. That's a great question to answer. The second question is, how would this part of my life look and work for me to feel introspective and contemplative about it? That's a great question. And the third question is, what would it mean about me and my life to have the perspective of introspection and contemplation when it comes to the statement, I am God. I always find that free form writing works best for me when I use pen and paper. There's something liberating about the physical act of writing. It enhances the effectiveness of this belief raising journey. So I highly recommend trying this approach for yourself. Here's how I go about it. Uh, equipped with the definitions and my writing prompt questions, I let my pen become a channel for my thoughts. I allow the ideas and emotions and thoughts to flow onto the page without restraint. I transcribe them as they emerge. I don't plan them. I don't judge them and I don't filter them. I keep the editing to a minimum to preserve the rawness and honesty of my thoughts. The key to success in this process lies in taking one step at a time, one emotional perspective at a time. While it might be tempting to rush through multiple perspectives, I urge you to resist that temptation. Progressing gradually ensures that your subconscious remains stable, allowing your beliefs to grow organically into alignment slowly but surely as you make each emotional shift. Skipping emotional perspectives, it might lead to emotional quantum leaps, which definitely can undermine the growth of beliefs because your subconscious does not speak the language of manufactured emotions. The emotions that we're using here with the next highest emotional perspective are not enough of an improvement to spook the subconscious. So it's not a quantum leap. And each emotional perspective does offer unique manifestations of reality associated with it. Slightly more improved manifestations of reality in this part of your life. And each holds essential lessons 
Each emotional perspective presents you with a personal curriculum that contributes, or you might say creates a new understanding and perception. Remember, your external reality reflects your internal world shaped by your beliefs. As you ascend one emotional perspective on the chart, and if you're listening to this podcast instead of watching, I'm holding the chart up in front of the camera, your beliefs evolve under the influence of the quantum field, or we might call it the collective consciousness or the one consciousness. It's as if the quantum field is offering you a personalized curriculum tailored exclusively to you. It's as if that, because that's what's happening. So these lessons are invaluable and should not be skipped. In fact, they're really the true treasures of this process. And in the upcoming episodes, I'll continue to share with you the individualized curriculum that brings new perspectives each time I write my way into a new emotional perspective. And I'll share with you how engaging with life in this part of my life shifts as a result of this growth. Let's delve into that writing now. I'm going to read you the six journal entry, but I do need to put on my reading glasses. I've already read you the definitions, so I won't do that again. Here's the journal entry. And I'm reading this for the first time. If you've listened to previous episodes, you've probably caught on to the fact that I'm reading this raw. It's the first time I've read it since I wrote it. Being introspective about the statement, I am God, appears to me to be about examining my processes for constructing the I in that statement and God in that statement. What is me also? And how do I put that all together? What is God and how do I put that together? These seem like the right questions to be asking right now at this perspective. So I took some quiet time to meditate today. But first, I read some more of Franco Romero's book, The Closet Spiritualist, which, by the way, I highly recommend. If you remember, Franco Romero is the individual, a incredibly gifted channeler and spiritual teacher who told me, Greg, you are God. We are all God. That's what's really inside of us. And that started me on this journey. So back to my journal entry. I read Franco's account of asking who he was channeling and then getting this reply. I am everything that is in you, just as you are everything that is in me. Wow. What an I indeed. There's something to consider. And when Franco asked Caleb, who is who he channels, why he didn't tell him his name at the beginning of their relationship, Caleb responded, it was necessary for you to understand the essence of what we are before we would reveal ourselves to you by name. The I am that is nothing and everything to all. You must first understand us as oneness. 
that we are not bound by a name, but rather a frequency of unconditional love. For you see, the I represents the all before anything was. Therefore, I am in you and you are in me. And together we create our reality. That's what Caleb said to, to Franco. Now back to my journal. Wow. What is God? Indeed. That's something to consider. I didn't read these pages by accident. As I meditated, I saw a vision of my true self as light, as the radiant light of love. And I saw everyone and everything else was the same. And that light was God. That light was me. And it was God. And it was everything else. The me that wasn't light was a social and egoic construct. Real, but not real. Could this be me? Could this be God? Could I live in accord with all this so that my reality becomes heaven on earth? How could I do that? I may not have a snappy answer to that question, but I'm certain that the journey will be an inner one. And now when it comes to my engagement with reality from this perspective, I want to share this writing. This is what I carried with me out into the day. And, and this is uh, very reflective of how I lived my way into this new emotional perspective, into seeing and understanding the statement, I am God, from the emotional perspective of introspection and contemplation. The same stuff is inside us both. How do I find it? How do I find God, the love, the light? inside me, not out here, in here. How do I exist here as a social and egoic construct while also finding the light within? Here, where there is duality. Maybe by making this place a playground, where building the playground in ways that invite and accommodate others, in addition to me, is as much a part of finding the light within me as playing on the playground is. Not a playground because it's play, meaning it's trivial, but because it's of the utmost importance to help my inner child, to set them up for success. My inner child is the light. It's what we're all made of. The eternally curious, non-judgmental, resilient, unafraid, self-actualized inner child. My light, your light. In my reality, I'm still mostly having the experience of duality. Will I have to surrender myself, my constructs, to go into the light, the love of my inner child? Because I love parts of my constructs, my family, my marriage, my health, my fitness, my career, my friends, and more. Must I give up all the good stuff too? 
or will I be able to make all of it good? What's the deal? One thing that seems true here is that mastering the world of duality reveals doors to my inner world in addition to making my time here better. It opens doors to who I really am, the true inner me of light and love, the inner child. Mastery, not as demonstrated by achievement alone, but primarily by a willingness and ability to manifest and engage with reality more intentionally, makes my time here a nonstop game of make it better. And being drawn to my inner world transforms the game into finding a way to love and accept myself enough to receive the life I desire, to be that which I desire. A game rooted in duality, simply because that's where I am. So that's where I start playing. And what better place to play a game than a playground made for it? One that I am building. The game starts as grow a greater you, you equaling the egoic and social constructs, and morphs into grow a greater me, me being my inner child, my light, and my inner world. My inner child makes the best CEO. Wow. So you can see from the emotional perspective, or you can hear from the emotional perspective of contemplation and introspection, I now see a pathway and it's an inner pathway. And coincidentally, by the way, my current rock star coaching client found this exact same thing in their recent writing, an inner pathway. From here, I knew, I felt in my bones that it was only a matter of time. And I couldn't wait to see what more would be revealed by my next writing, which, by the way, is from the emotional perspective of acceptance and peace. So next month, in episode seven of this series, I will share that journal entry with you and the evolution that occurred from it. In the meantime, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. My intent is, as always, to help you make the most of your time because there isn't anything more valuable. Before we go, as a reminder, please join my Facebook manifesting group today. Each month in my Facebook group, I share exclusive content with you about my life, my manifesting, my engagement with reality, content that's available nowhere else. So I'd love to have you join us. The link is in the description of this podcast or video. Thank you again for the opportunity to be of value to you. I never take that for granted and I appreciate it so much. Until we get to meet up again, my hope for you is that you decide to make the most of your time, to keep believing, to keep manifesting, 
to keep expanding. And I will do likewise.